You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hey, everybody. How you doing? This is your host, Michael C. Here I am with the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I'm doing something a little special today. Uh, this is actually the first interview that I've done with a bull in person, so I'm, I'm really excited to, to, to do this and, and to talk to this brother right here. And it also gives me an opportunity to, uh, to introduce something that I've had in my mind since I started the show, but I was just waiting for the right opportunity to do it. And before I go into that, I want to apologize if there's a bit of an echo with this. Uh, not the best acoustic setup, <laughs> so there might be a little, um, a little bit of an echo, but we're going to get through it. But what I wanted to do and what I've been wanting to do since I started the show was to have a segment where I just talk to other bulls. I mean, we talk about the lifestyle, the ups, the downs, how we got into it and everything like that. So... I'm pleased to bring to you the first installment of a segment that I like to call the China Shop. I mean, hopefully y'all can put two and two together and figure out why I call it the China Shop. But they can say this is a place where bulls just come and we just talk about the lifestyle. So I'm sitting here with my man, JC, who's a gentleman I recently met. And just to kind of preface it a little bit, I came across him on uh, one of the swinger sites that we use a lot here uh, on SLS. And what drew me to his profile was I, you know, I actually had somebody that was coming to a party. I looked at their certs and saw his name. And when I took a closer look at his profile, I was like, okay, dude's got a lot of certs, meaning he's been out there. He's been doing his thing. But I'd never met him before. And not to be on no bullshit or nothing like that, but I've been doing parties in this area for like six years. And it's rare that I see someone who's that prolific who's never crossed my paths before. So what that told me was that, okay, this guy is able to kind of maneuver in this lifestyle without needing parties. Cause a lot of guys in this lifestyle, they kind of need parties to, to find people to play with. It's not mandatory, but it, you know, it's kind of like training wheels, you know? So the fact that he was, you know, uh, maneuvering in it the way that he was and, having the success that he had was like, okay, this is a dude that obviously knows what he's doing. So I reached out to him. We talked, we kicked it, you know, we saw that we had a lot of things in common as far as how we view the lifestyle. And I was like, okay, this is the dude that I had to have my show. So without any further ado, I want to introduce my man, JC. You want to say hi to my listeners? Hey, what's going on everybody? All right. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. I mean, thanks for being a part of my, uh, you know, my inaugural episode of the of the China shop. I mean, hopefully it'll be something that people really like and uh, gravitate to and want to have more, want to hear more of. So I guess where I'll start is where did this all begin for you? Like, how did you, how did you find yourself in this lifestyle? Okay. Um, I've always been curious about the lifestyle, you know, um, ever since college, I remember me, um, Myself and a good friend of mine, we were looking on Yahoo or Google to try to find swinger websites. I mean, uh, clubs, or whatever, and like like swing clubs. Yes. So so let me pause you right there. How did you 
Okay, because it, here's why I bring this up. We're, this is not inherent knowledge. Like, you don't know many dudes in, in your neighborhoods that are doing the swinging thing. Yeah. So I guess my question is, when did swinging first land on your radar? Like, what do you remember? Like, oh, shit, what's that over there? Um, it first landed on my radar through movies and porn, you know? Like, right. like just certain topics come up th- through movies, swinger movies or whatever. Like, um, Eyes Wide Shut was a movie, whatever, that I've watched several times before. And I got older and I watched it and it's like, okay, what is that? And mm-hmm. then looking through different porn categories or whatever, and we know it's a thing, right. but we don't know p- people who are in it. So one time, you know, in my dorm, my boy and I just like, you know what? Let's Google swinger clubs in New York and see what comes up. And trapeze came up, right? you know, and we went on the website and trying to figure out how to become a member, you know, like, you know, it, it never led anywhere, but that was like the initial. Right. It put it on, it put it on the map for you. you Okay. And then, um, maybe I'll probably say five, five, six years later, Mm -hmm. I was talking to this girl, her and I were dating, you know, and she happened to be, in a lifestyle for three years prior to meeting me. Okay. So then she was the one who pretty much opened the doors and introduced me to everything. Now, was she in it as a single female or she had a partner that she was in it with? She was in it as a single female. And then what was so different about it was she was in it for three years and she only played with women. Okay. So she only brought women to an event and everything else. So when she first brought me to an event, Everyone was shocked, like, oh, wow. Like, like she like, never I, does this. Yeah, like, <laughs> she never does this. Like, you know, what's so special about this dude? Because right, right. we thought that she she was like a straight lesbian, you know, right. but she was bisexual, like, the entire time, and no one knew. Right. You know, so I was, like, her first introduction to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I like guys, too. And I was the first person, whatever, she brought to a party, and it, it was my first event. Okay. All right. So were you hooked on it from like from like the word go? Like you go to your first event, like yeah, you know, obviously you have this idea in your mind about what you think it's gonna be like, and then you kind of contrast that against the reality of what it's actually like when you go. So when you went to the first event, like did you get down at all or were you just kind of more or less in observing mode or did you just jump right in the deep end? Like how did you get down the first time you went? It was both, you know. Um my first event, it wasn't like nothing that I expected it to be. Right. You know, because, you know, in your mind, you think it's a free-for-all, wild, wild west, everybody just fucking whatever. And you go there, and these people are regular people. Right, right, you right. You know, regular people, regular conversations, like people that you see daily and would never have thought that that was their lifestyle. So when I first went to my first event... I got there, it was like a spot where it's a like club atmosphere, pool table, jacuzzis, all that other stuff, whatever, like dancing floors, you know, and everybody was just like dressed, dressed nice, right. having conversations. Everything felt natural, felt good. So I first got there, I wasn't so much nervous at first because everybody was still dressed. It was just conversations. And right. then once dress down came about you know then i was like hmm i, I don't know you know because you know 
all the thoughts go through your mind. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what if I can't get up? Yeah. What if this what, happened? What if I get staged like, right? Yeah, like, you know, like, so all these different things happen. And I'm like, man, like, so my mind is racing at the time, whatever. But since I was there for two hours having conversations and everything else, I wasn't that nervous. Plus, she knew a lot of people who was there. Okay. You know, like, so so for me, it was more so, okay, I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to see how it is. And if the opportunity presents itself, then I'll I'll go from there. You know, so um I jumped in it because she approached me with this opportunity. She was like, okay, well, you know, it's your first party. So look at all the women in here. Right. Point to any anyone in here that you want us to have a threesome with and I'll guarantee I'll make it happen. So, oh, so you so, had so you had a you had a you had a you had a soldier with you. I had a soldier. <laughs> so I'm like, hold on. You mean tell me I could look at everybody in here, I could point to anyone and you'll make it happen. She was like, point to any girl, I'll make it happen. So That's I'm thinking, up. I'm like, you know what? This might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so I'm going to take advantage of it. So I put it to three girls. Right. She brought all three girls back one by one. <laughs> and, and we played with all three girls one by one, and it was like crazy. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I was nervous up until we went into the room, the door shut and clothes came off. Once clothes came off and everything else, it was Yeah, it was like I've been here before. Yeah, like I know I've been how here to, before. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I know how to do this part. Yeah, exactly. Then um after that it was pretty much you know, a go, you know, but it was never me saying, Hey, you know, let's do this. It was always her saying, Hey, are you free next weekend? I know a party, let's go. Right. You know, and that was that. So, how long ago was this? October 2010. Okay, so you've been in about nine years, yep. coming up on nine years for you. Um, do you still keep in touch with this with old girl? I actually just spoke to her 10 minutes ago. Oh, you told her about this? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. She lives in, AT, um, in ATL now. Okay, that's what's up. Um, so, you go from that. How did you figure out how to, to like, stick and move on your own, because let's let's be honest, it's crazy easy when you got a chick with you. Yeah, like it's like you just sit back, especially if she's experienced and she's attractive. Absolutely, you really, you, all you gotta do is really just keep your mouth shut. And, and you be, are one hundred percent right. Yeah, right? and you're in there. So when you branched off of that and started doing things on your own, I'm I'm sure first of all it was kind of like I don't want to say a rude awakening. But just kind of this realization that okay, I'm gonna have to put in a little work. It definitely was because um, because I probably say the first two years of being in a lifestyle, I never had to approach a girl. I never had to talk to a girl ever. Right. Like, it was we all went just to her. a party, and she was like, "Who you like? Okay, how you feel about you know her? How you feel about them or whatever?" And it was always her just on the go. Right. And I never had to open my mouth for anything. So. You know, when I came in, I always heard those negative stereotypes about single guys. Oh, yeah. Single guys are overly aggressive. Single guys are thirsty. Single guys are rude. Single guys are this, are that, whatever. So single men are look like the black sheep Mm -hmm. of the lifestyle. So when I was in it, I never had the urge to want to be a single guy because I I heard too many negative things about single guys. So once her and I, you know, 
went our separate ways because, you know, she moved and everything else, whatever. I became a single guy, but I still had the friendships of all the couples who I met years prior. Right, the connections you made. Yeah, exactly. You know, so they kept on encouraging me to just explore the single lifestyle. But I was like, nah, I'm good. You know, I keep hearing about, you know, dudes doing this. I never wanted to go that route. So every time I went to a party after that, I had a date with me, you know, a girl who I was... um talking to at the moment just what happened to be exploring the lifestyle as well so right. her and not worked out whatever so then after i became single single whatever um they my lifestyle friends pretty much encouraged me to go to parties go to parties go to parties and after like two and a half years i finally went to my first party as a single guy you know and it was a complete night and day Right. It was a complete different. <laughs> it was a complete different world. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like going to a, of the women is different. Oh yeah, the type of parties is different. The, everything was just a different situation, you know. So when I went to my first party as a single guy, it was like it was my first party that it was predominantly white women. Right. Because in the couple scene that I came from, it was black and Spanish women. Right. And the single guy lifestyle, it was more white couples. And I was like, okay, this is different. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was a, a different situation. Okay, so that's a, that's kind of a cool little segue to, to what I wanted to ask you about next. Being a single guy in this lifestyle, especially a black man, you know, let's call it for what it is, we're a fetish. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? When did it first click to you that, oh, shit, these, for whatever reason these women are buying what I'm selling. Like I'm like, I'm like, I'm not even selling it. They're like coming, knocking on my door, asking me if I'm selling it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you first realized that, okay, there's something going on here between white women and black dudes. Like they, they are specifically looking for us. You know what I'm saying? Like when did that first click with you? Where you realize what was going on? Um, I would say that first click with me, maybe probably like the third or fourth couple I've met as a single guy. Right. Because prior to that, the majority of my experiences were black and Spanish women. Right. So when I first dived into the whole single guy realm, my first interaction with a couple was a white couple. And then my second interaction was a Spanish couple. And then my third interaction was with like a white couple. So about a fourth time, that's when I realized, okay, the black men are really like a fetish for certain white couples and certain white females who probably haven't had a lot of interactions with black men throughout their lives. And now they reach a certain point where they want to fulfill certain fantasies that they always had before probably, but never acted on it. Right. And now it was like their opportunity to indulge in everything fantasy about the black man, maybe his physique, maybe his, him being well endowed. The color contrast, all that color contrast, sort like, you know, swirl, mocha, Right. Whatever you want to call it, and then that was their thing. And then once, and once I started to explore the single guy realm, it was like, 
I was meeting couples, having conversations, you know, asking them, what are you into? What is she into? Vice versa, whatever. And I was learning these different things as I went on. I feel you. So you said that you were reluctant to get into the, um, the single guy aspect of it because of the negative press that was out there. Absolutely. When did you start to realize that, okay, I can control my own narrative. Like, even though as a whole, there, there is this perception about single guys, I can, I can create my own narrative and I can be over here. And even though I am a single male, I can be sought after. I can be respected. I don't have to be thirsty. I don't have to be this. I don't have to be that. Like when did that start to click with you? Like, okay, I can do the single guy thing and I can do it in a tasteful and respectful way and not be like those other guys that maybe made me reluctant to get into it in the beginning. Um, I would say it was during the time where I became single and I still had the friendships with those couples. Right. You know, I still spoke to those couples. They still invited me out, you know, to their private events and, and functions that they were having. And a year go by, two years go by, like, you know, two and a half years go by. And I'm like, wow, like I'm still friends with these couples. Like they still show me that respect. I, you know, I still show them that respect, obviously, because, you know, we've been friends for like two and a half, three years or whatever. Right. And once they was like, yo, you know, you're different from most guys. You know, how you act is different from how, you know, normal guys in a lifestyle act. Maybe you should seek out the single guy lifestyle and see how it is. So prior to me going to my first event as a single guy, I already knew based on my character, how I carry myself and how, you know, my ideals and everything else stood different from most people based on my relationships and friendships prior to going. Right. You know, so when I went to my first event, I stood out because I wasn't acting the same way everybody else was acting. I was laid back. I was chill. I was having conversation because at the end of the day, there's two different types of single guys in lifestyle, <laughs> right? No you know, doubt, <laughs> right? So there's the there's the single guys who can't get laid in different in their life, you know, mm. who who can't fuck, you know, what I'm saying girls regularly, and they and they think the lifestyle is an easier way to meet women and have sex, right? And then there are the single guys who are really lifestyle based off their you know, values, views, like-mindedness and whatever, everything else, like they, they understand, they have the knowledge and they understand, you know, etiquette, respect, you know, like consent, like they understand. Right. It's, it's like the sex is secondary. Exactly. Right. You know they saying? understand. And they're dudes who could go to a club or to a bar and meet a girl and fuck, like it, it's 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 not that important to them where they can't get laid outside of the situation. Right, right. So when I go to parties, it's like you can identify. Okay, if you put this guy in a regular environment with regular non-lifestyle women, is he gonna be able to get laid? It's a good way of looking at you it. I mean, and most of these dudes can't. <laughs> Real talk, you know? like they just can't. You know, like. They don't have the gift of gab. Mm -hmm. They can't. So 
when you see them in that particular environment and you can't front no check, like you can't get laid or whatever, and you put those same dudes who can't get laid in their environment where women are like naked, half dressed, they're gonna act out of control. Yeah, they they're the dudes that's running around with their dick in their hand trying to fuck everybody. It's crazy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, so 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 once I realized that, I knew, okay, you know what? It's a gift and a curse. The single guy lifestyle can be hard, but if you are and if you are somebody who stands out based on how you approach things, mm-hmm. it's gonna be easier for you because they're gonna be so used to the bullshit. You stand out. And you stand out. All right, so let me ask you this, and this is probably gonna sound kind of funny. Um, do you remember when you had your your Neo moment? And by Neo moment, what I mean is, I'm sure you saw The Matrix, right? Yeah. Okay, so you remember at the end of the movie where he finally gets it. Like, he sees the agents and he sees all the green things and they shoot at him and he stops the bullet. And he's like, he's just mad calm and just mad chill because yeah. he's finally figured it out. Do you remember that moment in the lifestyle where you figured it out where it was like, oh, shit, not, not that you want some bullshit, but it's like, okay, I, I know my worth. I know what I'm bringing to the table. I know what couples are looking for. I know that I'm different. Like, I don't feel any, all I'm going to do is I'm just going to go out and be myself. And I don't even have to hope good things will happen. I know good things will happen. Like, it's not a cockiness. It's not an arrogance. It's just this quiet confidence that you have in being able to kind of survey the landscape and knowing, you know, where you fit in within that landscape. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, do you remember when that happened for you? I would say about the time that I got like maybe a couple of certs. Because being a single guy and not having any certs, it's like not having no job experience <laughs> and you're looking for a job. And yeah, it's, it's like, like catch 22. Every interview you go on, it's like, oh, well, you know, like you don't got no experience. So, you like, know, good like luck. How, how am I going to get experience if nobody going to give me the job? Yes. So it was like, I, I probably say right around, right around like November because I came, I went to my first party as a single guy in August 28, 2016. Mm-hmm. By November 2016, I was like, you know what? I kind of figured it out. Right. You know, like it's it's by November 2016, I knew I'm good. Like, I'm going to have fun. I can meet people. Everything was just flowing that particular month. Right. You know, like I probably had like about maybe six certs or whatever. And it was like, it became, okay, well, he's real, you know. He got a couple of certs, whatever, and then it just became more easier that way, you know. Like, oh, yeah, you know, no I was being myself, you know, like just the way I carried myself, my conversations, and, 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 and everything else. And then I would probably say that defining moment was when I went to my first hotel takeover that November. Right. When I went to my first hotel takeover that November and – how easy it was for me to meet people opposed to everybody else. Right. I was like, okay, I got this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I got this. Like, you know, like I I figured it out and I could be myself and not have to worry about nothing else. Now, you and I actually had a conversation prior to this, and I I I definitely want to bring this up 
just because I know that there are new guys out there who are listening to this and, you know, or guys who are just trying to get into the lifestyle and, you know, they might not be that Adonis, you know, where they got like the perfect physique and the perfectly chiseled chin and the good hair and whatever, you know what I'm saying? And, and like the kind of guy that when, when he walks into a room, women aren't automatically looking at you, you know what I'm saying? And you and I had a conversation that we both feel like that's kind of the camp that we come from. I know for me, you know, I've grown up around those dudes that was the pretty boys and the ladies men and all that kind of shit. And so I've seen how women respond to those guys that when they walk into a room, you know, all the eyes are on them. And I was never that dude. So when you get into this lifestyle and you realize that, okay, I don't have to be that. I can still be not, not even moderately successful. I'm saying you can be extremely successful. Like, like it's, it's more like, it's more about your personality and the way that you carry yourself. You know what I'm saying? And it's almost to the point, and I'm, I'm curious to see if this thought has ever crossed your mind where I know for me, it's like, oh, okay, I, I see God's plan now. Like there's a reason why I don't look like that because if I look like that and still had this shit wouldn't even be fair. You know what I'm saying? Like he had to do this to kind of level out the playing field. Cause if I had, if I was, you know, broad shouldered and six packed up and all that and still thinking the way that I think, it wouldn't even be fair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know absolutely. So I'm just curious because I know we had this talk, you know what I'm saying? And you kind of have that same mentality where you know that your gift is your conversation. Yeah. You know I mean, like if I could talk to you, if, I, if I'm holding your attention for five minutes, I got you. Yeah. I mean, if I make you smile, I got you. Yeah. If I make you belly laugh, like if I get a hard laugh out of you, I know I got you. Yeah. Like I, I I posted something on on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and it was funny, but I meant it. Yo, if you make a woman pee her pants from laughing, she ain't going nowhere though. Yeah. Like if you make her laugh that hard, you know what I'm saying she ain't going nowhere. So I'm just curious. You know what I'm saying like like how you view yourself when you see those you know, six, six former ball player dudes, you know, they come in and they all, but yet, you know, you're kind of this unassuming dude, but at the end of the night, you know, you got one of the baddest joints there yeah. because of your conversation. Like, yeah. how does that make you feel about all that? Um, To me, confidence is very important in the lifestyle. You know, confidence is very important. How I look at it is that looks doesn't equate to good sex. Right? So... The lifestyle to me is about f- f- um, it's about fantasies, right? It's about someone who's into a certain sexual fantasy and whatnot, and they want to fulfill that sexual fantasy, right? Right? It doesn't have to be the best looking person to fulfill that sexual fantasy, right? So for me, I have a lot of sexual confidence because of what I know that I could bring to the table. When, and what I bring to the table. So when I go into these rooms and these parties or whatever, I I am an elite single guy in a lifestyle. I'm elite, meaning I could go to a party. I don't care who's at the party. If my goal is to play with a particular amount of women mm-hmm. or, or 
whoever I'm going to make it happen is going to happen because my confidence, my personality, you know, I'm a very well endowed guy. I mean, guy. Right. So, so I don't need a six pack because at the end of the day, a six pack isn't going to give you orgasm. No doubt. So certain things doesn't bother me. So I don't think about it that way. So I just go to a situation like, you know what? I'm going to be myself and it's going to be enough because I know what I'm going to bring that whoever, you know, has the physique and broad shoulders, whatever, he probably not going to give you what I'm going to give you. Right. You know, like I've been to events, you know, where these dudes who are, you know, six pack or whatever case may be, you know, they come to me like, man, how did you pull that girl? <laughs> you know, like I was, um, I went to an event two weeks ago, like three, three, four weeks ago in Florida. You no. Know, oh, the Splash joint? Splash Mocha. Okay. Yeah. I know a bunch of people that went down there. It was my first time going to Splash. Okay. You know? So I get there, I get there two days early, you know, having conversations, you know, with vets who's been there several times or whatever. So we having a conversation. I'm like, yo, how is Splash? Oh, it's, it's great. It's this, it's that, whatever, you know? So I'm, I'm soaking all the information in from, from, from um, everyone who's been there before, right? So I'm having these conversations with a group of guys who've been there like three or four times, you know? So I, I'm like, okay, so what's the number of women that you guys played with in the past? So, you know, what's the average? So they gave me the average, like, yeah, you know, we played with X amount of women, you know, last year and this year before that, whatever, whatever. And I'm looking at the, and I'm listening to them. I'm hearing the numbers. I'm like, okay, how is that? And and it's like, I'm like, well, to, in my mind, I'm like, that's kind of low. Right. It's low because it's this many women here. I feel like I can do this amount of numbers. So I threw a number out there. Every guy in the room looked at me like, what? You are crazy. <laughs> True stories. They was like, listen, there is no way in hell you're going to play with that many women. I'm like, why? Listen, if you play with that many women this weekend, you are fucking uh, um, MVP of Splash. There's no way you're going to do this number. I'm like, why do you think it's so difficult? And they just kept on giving me all these excuses. I'm like, okay, you know what? Since you guys think I can't reach this particular number, that's going to be my number, and it's going to be quality women. Right. I'm not going to play with anybody who's not quality. I'm only going to play with quality women. They're like, listen, it's impossible to get this number. I said, okay, cool. At the end of the weekend... I exceeded the number by three. Uh-huh. And they're like, yo, that is crazy. Like, I can't believe, like, I'm like, listen, I'm just myself. Yeah, I talk to people. I have conversations. Like, I'm a very impressionable, like, you know, like, it's it's a difference for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, so, so I'm not being cocky or whatever, but I'm confident in myself. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And. Like, and, even if this was a, 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 a you know, a con- even if this was a convention for like Dennis, yeah. I'm still going to be able to go up and talk to people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like the fact that this is a sexual convention doesn't affect my ability to go out and talk to people. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like this can be, this can be insurance. This could be life insurance convention. I'm still going to be able to go up to people, initiate conversation, talk to them, 
find them interesting, make them laugh. So when you take that ability and then you roll the sexual aspect into it, I'm gonna win all day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and um and and I'm saying this also. A lot of women don't like assholes. So so <laughs> I think that's putting it yeah putting it mildly. So you could be as attractive as you are, as as nice body, whatever. But if you're cocky, if you're being arrogant, if you're rude or whatever, if if you don't know how to properly have a conversation with a woman, like that's not going to go too well for you. And then a lot of these guys think because they're handsome or, or um, whatever, right. they could approach a couple in a disrespectful way. Like they could be dismissive to the husband as vice versa. So all these things add on that can just make the couple like, you know what? He looks good and all. He's handsome and all, but like, nah. Yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah, he's a jerk. I'll pass, <laughs> you know? And a lot of that happens in life's a lot. Okay, so now I, I, I can hear people screaming right now listening to this, and I would be doing a disservice to my listeners if I didn't ask. You, you can't just leave us hanging like that. Like, what was the number that the dude said that left you like, wow, that low? What was the number that you set for yourself? And then what was your final tally? Like, you can't just leave my listeners hanging like that. <laughs> okay, so the numbers that I was told was uh, one said 23, one said 27, the other one said, like, I think 28 or 25 or whatever. So, And this I, is from Thursday to Sunday? Yes. No, Thursday to Saturday. Thursday to Saturday, okay. Yeah, Thursday to Saturday. So so I, I pretty much kind of like, okay, well, how many people – must you play with per day in order to reach a certain amount of number, or whatever. So, so the number that I threw out there, I threw forty. I'm like, you know what? I could play with forty. It was like, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, like, you're not playing with forty. I'm like, I, I think I can. Like, I, I think if I really try to, right. I can. There was like, there's no way you could do it. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm a reach for. I'm, I'm gonna go a, for it. Normally, I wouldn't do this, but yeah, for but the purpose of this, I'm gonna go for the purpose of the weekend, and you guys are telling me. It's impossible. I'm going to go for it. And I ended up with 43. Okay. And I ended up with 43, and I walked away from a whole bunch more. All right. What do you have it? 43, my man. <laughs> <laughs> How it All right. Well, I, I put out the word this morning, you know what I'm saying, to my, to my, my followers that I was going to be doing this. And, you know, I asked people, you know, hey, do you have anything, you know, that you would like to – you know, that you'd like me to ask them, you know, uh, so basically what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to go and read you some questions that my followers and my listeners are curious about. So let's see, we'll start with uh, here. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, here's one from, <laughs> uh, this is from Uber Driving Slut. She says, uh, okay, she'd love to know how many first times and possibly reluctant wives you've been with that have turned into full-blown lovers of the lifestyle because of their experience with you. In other words, how many women did you meet where you were kind of their introduction to it and because of the bar that you set, they like really fell in love with the lifestyle? Um, I'll say about six for sure mm-hmm. you know um i met a uh i met a black couple maybe 
two and a half years ago, probably, and probably two years ago, two and a half years ago. And um, I was the first single guy that they had an MFM with. Right. You know? And then from since then, they've had several, but I was the first one. Um, I know I met a couple maybe uh, a month ago. I was their first lifestyle experience, period. Like, first lifestyle experience and the first time she ever played with a black guy. Okay. You know, so it was like a two-on-one situation, you know. Um, And they've been... I've been talking to them ever since, you know, and then like, you know, like how she enjoyed herself, like, you know, how, you know, like she wants to have another situation and everything else. So, um, I've definitely, uh, been the first for a few and they and every single one of them definitely had a good experience and they continue to be in a lifestyle. Okay. That's what's up. Okay. Uh, Justin case says, is there any routine that you use to prepare in the hours leading up to your first meeting with a couple or a hot wife? Yes. Um, I make sure I'm well-groomed. Um, I shower. I'm well-dressed, you know. Um, if I know it's a play situation, I'm going in. I make sure I have my wipes. I have my condoms. I have my lube. Like, so I, I come <laughs> well-prepared. Right. You know, you know um, but the most important thing, you know, that some some people make mistakes on is hygiene. I feel like if you're going to go meet somebody for the first time, first impressions matter a lot. Absolutely. So your hygiene, like, you know, if you got hair, you know, get a haircut, get a shape up, wear a button up, wear a tie, you know, wear a blazer, you know, like dress to impress so that you don't know that you might, meet this couple and you and you might be the first guy that they're meeting not knowing Mm -hmm. you might be the first black guy they meet not knowing you know so for me it's like when i meet especially white couples you know i don't never want to meet a white couple and give them something to talk about when it comes to black men right so i'm always gonna just oversell myself because i don't want you to be like oh you know what Fucking black guys, man. They always come out, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I feel like you. <laughs> wearing a sweater, pants hanging down, wearing a fitted hat. Like, you know, it's, it's, I don't like that stereotype. So I always make sure to come correct every single time. That's what's up. Okay. We have a, another listener of mine, Phaedrus, asked, do you have any tips for weeding out time wasters? Like, I guess when you're talking to a couple, like, how do you know when somebody's just kind of like wasting your time versus, like, how do you keep that to a minimum? Um, just asking questions about what people are into. Because for me, it's like, I like to know what every couple is into before I meet them. Because I want to make sure what you're into and what I'm into aligned. Right. If not, then that's a waste of my time to go somewhere to find out that you're into something that I'm not into. You know, like, so I always ask those questions, you know, what are you into? What are you not into? What are you looking for? Mm-hmm. You know, and and also too, you know, if I'm talking to the husband, is your wife aware of this conversation? Right. You know, because I don't want to go anywhere and I walk into a room and and everyone is surprised except for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's like it's like it's it's. I don't want that situation to happen. Whatever. So I always like to cross my teeth and dot my eyes by asking, "Hey, you know." 
put everything on the table so that everybody is aware of what's going on. Right, no you know? doubt. And and sometimes some people can slip through the cracks, but if you go that way, you know, you could avoid a lot of situations from happening. All right, that's what's up. Now, I have a, a, a woman who I know personally. I actually uh, met her at a party a couple of weeks ago. She's, you know, she's become uh, a big fan of my show. And I asked her, you know, I was like, um, you know, told her that I was doing this interview. And I asked her if there was anything that she'd like me to ask you. Okay, so here she is. She says, uh, she says, what fascinates her is what men get out of pursuing hot wives or couples as opposed to conventional dating. What is that special element that you can't get from vanilla life that you get, you know, out of this? And she says that in her mind, it can't, it, it's got to be more than just fucking because you can easily do that with, you know, with just hooking up and, you know, apps like Tinder and, and, and whatnot. So she's just really curious about that. Like, what is it that you get out of pursuing, you know, women within this lifestyle that makes it more appealing than doing the vanilla thing? Okay. Um, when it comes to hot wives, I feel like... There's nothing more naughtier, like more like, I guess, uh, just uh, wilder than right. <laughs> than having sex with a married woman, like like having it's like it's like it's like naughty by nature OPP right right yeah, you know, yeah, yeah of, course, of course OPP yeah of you course. know what I mean like it's it's like it's like the thought of fucking another man's wife or girlfriend, that thought is a different feeling than just having sex with like a like a chick who's vanilla. Like, right. Like like sex is sex at the end of the day, but the thought and the feeling of going into the situation is it feels different. Like every sexual scenario is different. Mm -hmm. You know? And and it's like Having a hot wife come over to your house and it's just you and her fucking feels different than fucking a hot uh, than fucking a wife in front of a cuck husband. Right. You know, they're both are wives, but it's just a different feeling. You know, it's 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 I guess it's the thought that this isn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. I think that thought just makes it better. Yeah, like, you know, it, it definitely heightens it. Like, you know, and, um, and, you know, just like, so just the thought of like, okay, this is, and, and especially a married woman who has a ring on her finger and everything. Right. It's like, it's, it's there's nothing like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's hard to explain, but it's the knowing of like, okay, I'm taking these pictures, I'm taking these videos, and she's gonna show her husband or whatever. It's just different from just a regular, you know, a girl you met at the club, whatever, come through, whatever, kicking it, Netflix and chill. It's different. Right. It's a different type of taboo to it. No, absolutely. I mean, it's almost like no taboo if it's just yeah. a vanilla chick. Yeah, yeah. You know like it's, it's just, it just, it's like, it's, it's, like, just, it's like bland chicken as opposed to like something was yeah, something spicy and yeah, seasoned like, up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, and then fantasies, you know, as well too. Like, you know, everybody have wild fantasies, whatever. Like, and, and the fantasy of fucking like 
One of my fantasies is to fuck a hot wife on her wedding day. Right, right, right. I think that would be insane. Like that, that would be like wedding dresses still on and everything. Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah, it's one of those things that people talk about, but it's it's. I guess it would be hard to con. I I know a few people that I've met through doing my show who are planning on getting married who want to do that. That'd be insane. Yeah, I haven't met anybody local yet. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like the the ones that I've met are like in California and shit, you know. But yeah, that's one of those things that if the opportunity presents itself, like that's yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely count me in. That's definitely <laughs> you know a, a bucket list item. So another question that that she has is the subject of quitting. And before I get to this. I kind of want to segue a little bit. You say when you first started learning about this was when you were in school and you and your friends like went on, you know, went online and looked up like uh, swinger clubs, or whatever. Did any of those friends ever make it into the lifestyle? Cause I'm sure you weren't bringing them with you when old girl was taking you to the clubs. Actually the one friend who him and I Googled trapeze once she started to bring me to events, I obviously told him whatever, and um, I told her whatever, and uh, she brought him along with us like two or three times. Okay. You know, and and his reaction when we first got there was priceless. <laughs> it was like, it, it was, he got there and he sat down the entire time and like, oh, like just looking around, right. like I can't believe this is going on, <laughs> you know? So, so, um, her and I took him to like three events, you know, um, you know, he dabbled here and there, whatever, you know. So over the years, you know, like I've brought him to like maybe two or three events here and there. But he's one of like two friends that, that I've ever brought to any events. Right. Now, did he just go to vanilla route and like settle down and everything or does he yeah, still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, it didn't resonate with him. Like. Like, it's it, more of a novelty for him. It resonated with him, like, a little bit, but it is a novelty for him. But for him, he was, like, like he's uh he's still trying to understand okay. certain dynamics. Like, right. like, he's still trying to trying to figure out, okay, if he would do it, how he would go about, you know, explaining it, whatever, you know, to his girl or whatever. So, for him, it was more so, like, okay, I get it. I understand, but... I don't understand just this, 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 and this yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so he still have to learn a few things to figure it out. Okay. So this, which leads me to what her question was, the subject of quitting. Like, do you know guys who have quit, who have tried to quit? Have you thought about quitting yourself? Have you, you know, have you already quit? Do you have plans on quitting? Like, what are your, your thoughts on the subject of walking away from this lifestyle? Um... I kind of feel two ways about it, right? So I kind of feel like if it's truly your lifestyle, that then there's no quitting, you know? Um, so to me, I look at it as it's something I'm a part of. Like, it's something that I in, like, I'm into over the last 10 years or so. Right. Like, so for me, it's pretty much embedded into my daily routine in my life as of now. So for me, it, it's not more so about quitting. It's more so about, okay, cool. If I find somebody, how can I make this work, you know? Can I introduce her to the lifestyle? Is she is she gonna be open to the lifestyle? Right. If she isn't open to the lifestyle, how can we compromise? Like, like how can we make this work if she's supposed to be somebody who who I'm supposed to be with? For 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 me, it's like 
there's no going back in my book. Okay, so let me ask you this just to kind of pause you for a second. Because I know for me, it was a deal breaker. Like for me, I knew that this is the road I wanted to go down. So it was like if I meet somebody, no matter what she's bringing to the table, if she's not with this, if she's not trying to take this walk with me, it's not going to work. Because I've already made the decision in my mind that this is the route that I want to go. So my question to you is, has it reached that that deal breaker level with you yet? Where even if you meet somebody and she's cool, but she's like, nah, I can't do the lifestyle thing. If me and you going to work, it's got to be just me and you. Would your reaction then be like, oh, well, good luck to you. Like no hard feelings, but, you know, like like there's no wiggle room on this. Most likely. Okay, you I know, feel it's, that. It's, it's like, um... I've met women who I was dating who were vanilla that I mentioned certain things to them, whatever. And then they were open to it. I like, you know what? Like, I think I'll see whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I could build on this. Right. But I haven't found a woman who I was dating and she's like, no. So, mm-hmm. But if, if that happens, then we're not sexually compatible. So, no doubt. so to me, like I'm only going to be with somebody who's sexually compatible to me. If we're not sexually compatible, then it's not going to work. So that sexual compatibility is is like important, like really important. Absolutely, because I feel like a lot of people cheat because they they aren't sexually compatible to each other. Right. And uh, and I'm not going to be in a relationship and cheat. I don't believe in that. All right, I feel that. All right, another one of my uh, followers. This is from Ragamuffin. Says, uh, being that we were just talking about the interracial aspect of it earlier. Uh, they ask, how do you see the role of the white husband? I don't even really know if that, like, I don't know why they felt the need to put the white part in there. Just, I guess, the role of the husband. It depends on the situation because I feel like there's different types of couple dynamics. There's there's your traditional full swap couples. There's your stag vixen couples. There's your cuckold couples. You know, then... There's your other BDSM dynamic couples, you know, where it's master, slave, bull, dom, you know. It's so many different dynamics, whatever. When it comes to couples, I guess it depends on the the couple dynamic, you know. Like, um, I know a few couples who are just full swap. Right. You know, so to me, it's like the husband and the wives probably feel the same. Like, because both are full swapping each other and vice versa. So I don't, as far as like on the single male aspect of it, from my point of view, you know, couples that I've dealt with, you know, I've dealt with all three couples as far as full swap couples who are just starting to introduce the single guy into the bedroom. I've, I've dealt with hot wife, you know, I've dealt with, you know, stag vision couples. I've dealt with cuckoo couples, whatever. So, it's like on a cuckold couple, I view everybody with respect. To be honest with you, like yeah. I don't look at any, I don't look at any husband in no particular way different. Like I look at you the same way I look at so and so's husband. You know, right? You like a certain thing, and he likes something totally different. It's all good. Like, but I still have the same respect for you as I have for him. You know, like, so, um, so everybody is into different things. Some husbands just want to watch their wives be pleased. Right. And that's totally fine. 
you know, and he gets his satisfaction, his pleasure from knowing and watching her be pleased. Some other husbands be like, you know what? If you're going to come fuck my wife, I'm going to fuck my wife with you. Yeah. It's, it's cool. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's, right. it's like, it's, it's, and they're not the type of husbands to sit back and just watch. Like me, I'm not the watching type. Right. So I'm never going to be in a situation where I'm just sitting there and I'm watching. So if I have a girlfriend and she wants to invite a guy over to the crib. We both fucking you. We both fucking her. <laughs> like, I'm not going to sit back and just watch you fuck her. Like, that's not <laughs> happening. Like, I'm going to get in too. I feel Like, you. we both going to fuck her. I mean, but that's my perspective. I mean, um, that's my views on the situation. Yeah. And I know other couples who feel the same way. And I know other husbands who just be like, and sometimes they watch. Sometimes they just join in. Yeah, that's me. Sometimes I chill. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, like I said, especially when it's a, when it's a, like a, 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 a dominant submissive type of energy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's a lot easier to just kind of sit back and orchestrate yeah. and put people where, you know, all right. So this and, is, um, and last thing about that is I have a lot of respect for the husband because it's not an easy thing to watch the person who you love, care about, have sex with somebody else. Everybody can't do that. No, everybody, you know everybody's like, it's, not it's, built it's, for that. It's, everybody's not built for that. And then don't look at her in no, to, in no demeaning way afterwards. It actually pulls you closer to yeah. him. Like, it, like it, that's some, it's, that's it's, some special it's, shit right there. It's like, so I respect everybody's relationship. I respect every husband. And, and I think that's the problem with a lot of single guys. <clears throat> they come into the lifestyle and just because a husband likes to watch his wife fuck other men or likes to share his wife with other men, these dudes come into the lifestyle and they look at the husband in the in the weak manner. Like man, right. like he's weak. Like he's and that's the wrong way to go about doing the shit. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that. I mean like it it, it definitely takes a you know, uh, a, a certain type of dude, you know, to be able to, to do that. I mean, and I often say, and you know, my listeners have heard me say this a number of times. I feel like that's something that gives me myself a distinct advantage over a lot of single guys is I'm also in a stag vixen type dynamic myself. You know what I'm saying? Where I have a woman in my life who I, I love to share. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've shared her from the moment I met her. You know what I'm saying? And I shared her as recently as last week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, but this is not just some chick that I'm fucking. I mean, this is a woman that has been in my life for almost eight years. You know what I'm saying? That I love and cherish and, you know, I couldn't, I mean, we're not married, but I couldn't love her anymore if we were married. So when I deal with a couple, I know what that feels like. You know what I'm saying? I know firsthand what it feels like to, see the person that you love on that level getting the shit fucked out of her. You know what I'm saying? So when I approach husbands, when I talk to husbands, I I already get that part. You know what I'm saying? is that, that level of respect and that level of understanding what he's putting on the line. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I get it. And it also allows me to see where, you know, where single dudes fuck up a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, because we got a, a couple's profile on SLS and I see the kind of messages that dudes be sending. And it's like, really? Like, Crazy. 
Like that works for you? Yeah, yeah, crazy. <laughs> you know, definitely. And then, and also for me too. You know, I dated two women who wasn't a lifestyle. Yeah, so you've you know? seen it too. You've like, seen so, how single dudes come yeah, out of them. Like so, so I see how single guys approach them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and I've been with a woman who I was dating, and we full swap before. Like, like it's it's so so. I've had that experience before. Mm-hmm. So as a single guy, I don't look at the couples anyway because I've been there before too. Yeah, so you feel like that definitely gives you a, a certain, like an increased insight yeah. Yeah. into understanding what it's like to be in those shoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right, so here's another question. This kind of, I guess, piggybacks on what we talked about earlier that, um, okay, I'm just going to read what he says. Do you find that by enjoying the the sexual and emotional highs of being a bull, has it spoiled or possibly ruined your desire to be in a regular vanilla relationship? Like I said, we kind of talked about that a little bit. It's like, um, this is what I want. It's in my life. It's what I'm going to do. This is the path I'm walking. I don't think it ruins it. You know, um, for me, it makes me more honest, you know, to what I want and don't want. Right. Um, the last girl I was talking to was maybe two two years ago, two, three years ago probably, and she was vanilla, you know, but her and I had had a conversation about the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? You know, but it's I don't think it ruins it for me, but it definitely makes it harder. You know, so it definitely could be something that makes it harder where you're like, uh, you know, like do I wanna deal with talking to this girl on the phone, just texting all day, then going you know, hey, it definitely makes it harder, but it doesn't ruin it as well. Right. All right, here's another question. This is uh, uh, from one of my listeners in the UK. This is wife for BBC UK. Uh, she wants to know, do you like it when the husband watches? Um, I'm indifferent about it. I don't care either way. So it, do, it doesn't affect your... It doesn't bother me either way. Um, So f- for me, it's like... I need to know what the husband is into because I'm a straight guy. Right. And there are some cuckold couples, some cuckold couples where the husband is like bisexual, whatever right. you want to call it, whatever, right? If I know that the couple who I'm dealing with or talking to or trying to meet, the husband is bisexual, I don't meet it. Right. Like because I don't want to put myself in the room and he's looking at me in a sexual way or whatever. Like, I'm just, I'm good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 like, it's like, so I don't care if the husband watch. I don't care if he joins in to help me please her or whatever. But just don't, don't make no passes <laughs> towards me in any sexual way. Don't touch me in in any sexual way, and we're good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm gotta, saying? Like, right, and, and we're good. You got to know yeah. where those lines it, are. It, it, it's, it's, it's lines, like, you know, because I wouldn't cross certain boundaries with your relationship, so don't cross certain boundaries when it comes to my, me. All right. Now, I have a, uh, another listener. This is a naughty couple. Uh, she, well, I don't know if it's him or her because I've talked to both of them. They want to know, how do you deal with a non-cuckold husband? Does it change the dynamic for you to be, uh, let me get better glasses. (laughs) Does it change the dynamic for you to be used 
more as a real-life sex toy for a stag vixen couple rather than as an alpha for a cuckold couple? Okay. First of all, I'm not no sex toys for anybody. Right. For, first and foremost, um, if I feel like a couple is trying to use me in that sex toy type of way, I'm... Pr- you're checking out. I'm checking out. Like, you're not... I'm not going to only meet you on your standards, on your time, every single time. Right. If I reach out, I say, hey, what's going on? Are you guys free? Like, it's, it's a two-way street in my book. You know what I'm saying? So, so for me, I'm not nobody's sex object at the end of the day. You know, we're here for mutual interest. You're into this. I'm into that. We're both helping each other out in a way. Right. Right? I'm here to help you with your fantasy of your wife fucking the BBC, fucking the bull, fucking the black guy, or whatever. I'm here to help create and fulfill that fantasy for you. Right. You guys are here to help fulfill my fantasy of fucking a wife and vice versa. Right. So, so, So to me, it's like... The way that I treat cuckold couples and regular stag vixen couples differently is because it's like I don't know. It's just uh, I guess it's about verbal language. Um, you know, as far as if if they like to hear me say stuff like this pussy is mine or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, you know, like sh- shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 that's probably the difference. Or if I'd be like, yo, you know what? If I tell him to leave the room or whatever, like lock the door or, or, Hey, you know, I'm coming over. So I need wine, food, X, Y, Z. Like, you know, like, it's, it's like, Shit like that, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, like you it know, might be a little bit more assertive. Yeah, yeah, like it's because you know he wants that. <laughs> it's, I'm assertive in demands and stuff I want and don't want, but as far as I'm not too big on the whole humiliation thing. Right. I'm not too big on that. You know what I'm saying? See, I love that shit. See, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like so, so it's it's up to a certain extent, right? Right? You know, like I have like a like. I have a level I'll reach, but I won't go past that level. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, 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 I'll tell you to leave the room, make sure you have some food when I get there. You know, like I tell you shit like, Hey, you, you know, like, you know, order my Uber at this time or whatever case right. may be like, you know, like it's, I'll tell you what to do. You know what I'm saying? When I get to the house, like I'll tell her what to do and, and the vice versa, whatever. But, I'm not gonna tell you to like crawl, like <laughs> crawl on all fours or whatever. Like I'm not gonna tell you to do that shit. You know what I'm saying like, like I'm not gonna tell you to do something like wild like that. You know I'm not. So it's like I don't care for it. You yeah, know what no, I mean? I, it, hey, it's, man, it's, you like to say that each his own. Yeah, like, I, I I enjoy that shit. <laughs> <laughs> crawl, crawl on all fours and give me a sandwich. I, 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 my, my listeners have heard I'm making my fucker like if I'm fucking his wife and I'd be like, not only do I want you to look at the wall. 
I'll take a piece of paper and like hold this piece of paper up with your nose. Like, don't let that piece of paper hit the floor. I mean, because I know he wants to look. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you look too much and that paper falls, now I'm going to throw you in the bathroom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so don't fuck up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's, 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 you know, part of it is like, you know, let me see what I can get this dude to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how far can I push him? You know what I'm saying? Like, like how much does he really enjoy this, you know, this, this humiliation thing? Like, how far can I take it? But like, like you said, I mean, that's the beauty of the lifestyle is you can kind of get in where you fit in and, you know, when you find people that, you know, that, that are wired the same way as you, yeah. it's like, okay, let's get it. And if you find somebody that's not wired the way that you are, it's like, okay, how much can I conform to, like, how, how much can I back off or how much can I increase so that it doesn't cause a problem? Or sometimes you might decide, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to go this different route. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say, never mind. So... Those are um, the, the questions that people pretty much submitted to me that I, that I want to get to. But one of the things that I want to ask you before we go ahead and tie this up, because I do try to keep my, you know, my interviews right around an hour, is on the subject of, of new guys, on the subject of guys just coming into the lifestyle, what are some of the things, because you have, you have a wide audience right now of people that are listening to you, you know, whether it's couples, single guys, what have you. So what are the, the things that come to mind that you would say to guys thinking about getting into this lifestyle or guys who were just getting into it to say, look, don't be that guy. Like pay attention to this, pay attention to this, and pay attention to that. And if you do that, you'll be more successful than the average guy in this lifestyle. Um. To all single guys who are newly to the lifestyle or who are trying to get into the lifestyle, respect is a very important thing. Respect and consent are the two important things, in my opinion, in the lifestyle. Um, you have to treat people with respect. The women, it doesn't matter if they're naked in front of you. It doesn't matter what they're wearing. It doesn't give you the right to say anything disrespectful or out the norm to them it doesn't give you the right to just grab and touch their ass it doesn't give you that right to um there are single women couples in a lifestyle if you go to a party and there's a couple there respect the husband approach the husband shake his hand ask him his name introduce yourself don't be afraid to have conversations with the couple as a whole because if you're thinking about pussy, 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 you can't get to the pussy without the husband approving. At the end of the day, right? You know, and then and you have to put yourself in their shoes. How would you feel if some dude approaching y'all and he's very dismissive of you being there? You know what I'm saying? It's like so, so it's like you could just come to the lifestyle be yourself be patient try to get to know people because a lot of times people give you referrals no no doubt you meet somebody word of mouth word of <laughs> mouth is a very big form of advertisement in the lifestyle people talk mm -hmm. people talk so if you like a dickhead you an asshole is going to travel if you nice 
very gentleman-like, you know, like experience is going to travel. Other couples are going to give you a cert. Other couples are going to inquire about a guy. Hey, I know this guy. His name is Mike. You should meet him. He's from over here, over here. And, and that happened, you know, so, and don't be afraid to ask questions. If you don't know the different dynamics, ask questions. Ask questions, you know, talk to people who are veterans in the lifestyle and just ask questions. Okay, what does it mean to be a cuckold couple? Because some guys don't know. Right. Some guys don't know the different dynamics and and they're new and they're not asking these questions and they just approach the situation. Like, you can meet some couples and the woman is the one who you talk to. You. You communicate with her and right. her only. I've met couples that I've only talked to the husband. I mean, um, the wife. I've never spoke to the husband until that, I go to the house. Right. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm JC. Oh, hey, what's up, JC? How you doing? Whatever, whatever. Every time we, every time we spoke, it's the wife. Every single time. I've met other couples where I've only spoke to the husband. Right. Never spoke to the wife until I go to the house. And I met other couples that I speak to both parties. So it's like there is no standard way. There's no standard way. You know? I mean, one thing I always tell dudes, I've I've never seen anything bad happen from asking a question. Never. But I've seen a lot of bad shit happen by people like assuming shit. Absolutely. <laughs> it says like like this like it doesn't make you look inexperienced if you ask a question. It just makes it it just makes it seem like you you care. Yeah. Like you care enough to want to find out. Yeah. As opposed to trying to impose your will or, you know, trying to, you know, have your own agenda. Exactly. And, and so to speak. And and as a single guy, you may be into certain things. You may be into hair pulling, eye slapping. That might be your thing. Right. But you might meet a couple that she's not into that. No, absolutely. So you won't know what she's into unless you open your mouth. Hey, what are you into? <laughs> do you mind if I'm aggressive? Right. Do you mind because everybody's not into the same thing. They're not. Yeah, absolutely. I know a couple that missionary was off limits. You could not do missionary. That was their thing. Yeah, everybody's got their own so rules. So I'm like, cool. I know another couple that you could not slap her ass. He was the he was the only person allowed to slap her ass. I know another couple who wasn't into hair pulling or whatever. It's everybody's into different things. Yeah, you got to find out. So I don't go into a situation thinking I'm going to please her the same way I please the other one. It's, it's funny that you say that. It, it, it sounds very similar. Like, that's one of the things that I enjoy about, about talking to other, you know, bulls in the lifestyle is you, 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 you see where, like, you can have your different way of doing things. Like you said earlier, you're not really a big humiliation dude. I'm a big humiliation dude. Like there's certain areas where everybody's got their own way of doing things, but then there's certain areas that are almost like core beliefs that it's something that I found that pretty much every successful bull that I've met, they think along that way. And what you just said kind of goes to something that I've always said, just a different way of saying it, which is, whenever I deal with a couple, a new couple, it's always with a blank sheet of paper. I never bring what work with that couple 
to this new couple. Exactly. And so whenever I'm with this new couple, I got this blank sheet of paper. And the way I fill it out is by talking to them. Okay, you like this? Because she don't like this. She likes this word. She doesn't like that word. Okay, ass smacking is cool. Hair pulling is not. Like, everybody gets their own profile. Yep. And then that becomes unique to that couple. Yep, absolutely. And when I go to a new couple, I don't take that paper over to them. I mean, I fold it up, put it in their file, and then I pull out that fresh new sheet of paper, and then I go to the new couple, and the whole the whole process starts all over again. All over again. And it's almost like what I've said, you know, and this will be the, the, the last thing I said before wrapping it up, is to me, I look at this lifestyle a lot like like fishing or hunting. And what I mean by that is, I don't know if you've ever known a fisherman or a hunter, like in your life, like a relative uncle, great uncle, aunt, whatever. One of the things that I've learned about people who hunt or fish is their enjoyment of the activity is not in correlation to did they catch any fish that day? Did they shoot a deer or a pheasant or a duck that day? Like they enjoy the whole process, getting up in the morning, you know, before the crack of dawn, you know, you know, whether it's getting their bait together, going to the lake or the river and finding that perfect spot or going into the woods and finding that perfect perch and whatever. And like, like they enjoy everything that comes with it. And if they catch something, if they bag something, it's great. It heightens it. But if they don't, it it doesn't, it doesn't take away from it. You know what I'm saying? Like they enjoy the whole process. And that's how I view the lifestyle. Like I enjoy the process of everything involved, like you were saying earlier, when I go to a party, I'm not there trying to fuck everybody. I get there, I scope things out, I talk to people, and it's like, okay, she caught my eye, she caught my eye, she caught my eye. I'm gonna do everything I can. You know what I'm saying? I might get all three, I might not get none of them. But if I don't get none of them, hey, I tried. You know what I'm saying? They just got away that night. Like I like like I'm not going home. Feeling bad, I shot my shot. You know what I'm saying? You can have all the confidence in the world. It don't guarantee shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it's not going to, like, I'm not, I'm not going to come into it already being defeated. I mean, I'm going to come into it thinking that, oh, okay, I'm going to close this deal. And if I don't close the deal, I'm not, you know, I'm not tucking tail. I'm not feeling bad. I'm not doubting myself. It's like, I just wasn't in cards. I mean, yeah. stars didn't align that yeah. night. Exactly. And then, and, and, I think single guys also make that mistake where they go to a club or party, you know, they pay how, however much we pay. It's like 150, 120, whatever case may be. And they go to these events and they pay and they think <laughs> they're paying for pussy. Yeah. No, you're not. You're paying for the experience to be there. Right. That's what you paid for. You paid to be there. Like you paid to get into the cool table. <laughs> exactly. Like it's it's <laughs> whatever happens at the cool table happens, but you paid to sit at the cool table. It doesn't mean you eating with the cool kids, you know, like you're there. <laughs> You probably gonna get ignored for the first couple of weeks, <laughs> but you at the cool table. Yeah, you see, you know you, what I'm saying. You get in the behind the scenes look at what's really going on. So that's what you're paying for. You're paying to be in the room. You're paying to be like, wow, I'm here. 
you're not paying for pussy. You're not. Yeah. Because it's not guaranteed. Yeah, if you come in and act like an ass, you ain't getting shit. Nothing is guaranteed in lifestyle, you know? And it's better to build friendships than a lifestyle. It is. It is. Nah, it is. Hey, man, I don't have any, any more vanilla friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's all, like... All my vanilla friends are people that I met, like, up to when I went to school after that. Everybody's lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's lifestyle. Well, look, man, I don't want to take up any more of your time. You know what I'm saying? I want to appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, for, for being the first guest in, in, in the China shop. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully this will be the first of, of, of many more episodes. Like I said, this is something that I've been wanting to do, you know what I'm saying, for a while. And I'm glad I found somebody, you know, kind of in my local area to, to, to be my first guest and, and to be able to do it face-to-face. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I do phone interviews when that's all that's available to me. But there's nothing like sitting across from somebody, exchanging Absolutely. that energy and laughing and joking or whatever. Like you, you can't beat that. So I'm glad that the first installment of, of the China of the China shop was able to be like a face to face type of interview. So I want to appreciate it, man. I want to say thank you, thank you for being on the show. You know what I'm saying hopefully my listeners have enjoyed it. You know, I I, I know that people are going to have some questions, so I'll definitely have you back for like a like a, a follow up. Uh, usually what I like to do is I'll do what I refer to as like a, like typically I call it like my after party episode where people get to find out, you know, cause this, this has been informative, but I know what people really want to know about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, they want the nitty gritty, the, the nasty stories, how'd you do her and all that. And, and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? So the way I do that is I'll do like a live type of broadcast where I have people uh, in like a chat room asking questions real time. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm saying I'm sure I'll have you back for, you know, for one of those. And, you know, I also want to do like roundtable type episodes where it's like, you know, a few bulls and we, you know, we maybe helping other guys out, like letting them, you know, ask, you know, seasoned veterans in this lifestyle some questions to maybe make their entry a little bit smoother. Because, you know, I was fortunate in the sense that, you know, I came across an older black dude in a lifestyle and he kind of took me under his wing. So he made my you know, entry into the lifestyle a lot easier than if I wouldn't have had him. So I've always been about paying it forward. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely would like to have you back on that. So I want to say again, thank you. Is there anything that you want to say in closing, like to my listeners, to me, anything? Um, Definitely. Thank you for having me. You know, um, it was a pleasure to actually have this dialogue in person, you know, with two light-minded individuals. Um. Oh, I know one thing I got to say before you go. I mean, go ahead and finish up what you're saying, but I, I just want to make sure that I don't forget about okay. this part. No, nah, go ahead, go ahead. Now, I was going to say, I told people that you were on SLS. How do people find you on SLS? Like, what is your SLS ID? My SLS profile name is I am number four. So that's I am number spelled out and uh, Roman numeral four, like four, like the actual number four. Okay, so it's I am. M U M B E R four. The number four. Yes. Not the Roman numeral four. Yeah, like the number four. Not spelled out, but like the four. Okay. The actual character for four. Yeah, I'll 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 put the link on the on the episode so people can find me. I'm just letting you know that you know, letting people know that you are on SLS and they can find you. Now are you on any other sites? I'm on SLS, I am number four. I am on SDC, I am number four, and I'm also on FetLife. Um I think it's Daddy Pipe or Pipe Daddy, one or the other. Okay. But I'm probably going to change it to I am number four as well, too. So all yeah. three are the same. Yeah, might as well make it make it nice and easy. Yeah. 
All right, anything else you want to say in, in, in closing? Um, like anything to my listeners that listen out there to you? Question to you is, um, what what was like a weird experience that you had in lifestyle? <laughs> That's another episode, man. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of something that comes that, that comes off the the top. I mean, I've been I've been kind of fortunate. You know what I'm saying that I guess I do so much talking in the beginning that nothing really catches me off guard. I would have to really think about it. I'm sure that there's something where, you know, I'd be like, oh, wow, that was kind of strange or that was kind of weird. But but uh, nothing that, you know, I haven't had any husbands flip out and get mad, you know, change their tune in the beginning of it, you know, but nothing like that. You know what I'm saying, I don't know. I mean, I've been I've been blessed, man. I haven't really had a lot of. Like I said I had to I had, I had to give it some thought. I'm sure there's been something that was a little strange, but when I when I've like I I know people who have had some strange shit happen, and my experiences don't compare anything. I mean, there's a couple that I know, and and, and you know people who are listening who have been to my parties know them. I mean, they've got they've got stories where, you know. They've played with a couple, and then after they were done, you know, the, the the woman accused the guy of like rape, and the cops were called, and everybody had to go to the police station and give statements. Like that's that's crazy shit. That's you know what I'm crazy. saying? I've never had anything on that level. You know what I'm saying? Like never. And the funny part about the story is the wife is is telling the cops what happened, and she's giving details. Like they're like, well, how many times did he, you know did the guy come? And she's like, well, let's see, he came in my mouth and he came on my ass. Like she she's giving them like the play by play. You know what I'm saying? And all the cops are just sitting around just like like listening to the story like a campfire type shit. <laughs> and the thing is they got they've got many stories. Many stories. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm actually I've been trying to get him to come on my show and just have him tell stories. You know what I'm saying? Cuz he's he's got that many and they're all funny as hell. So yeah, man, so for me And the, and, the, and the funny thing is I think I know that couple. You probably do. You yeah. probably do. It's uh I'll just say S and D. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great people, man. They yeah. they actually let me do. I, I had a pool party at their crib uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like yeah. like every year they let me do a pool party at their crib. I've, I've known them for like even before I started doing parties. You know what I'm saying? So I've known I've known them for years. Yeah, because I met them I think two years ago, and they told me the same story. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, like I've, I've, I've met somebody who told me the same exact yeah. story. Like they're, they're very well known in the lifestyle in yeah. these parts. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they know everybody. They're cool as hell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they play a lot of different ways. You know what I'm saying? So they, they can mix it up with a lot of different crowds. You know what I'm saying? They can mix it up with a lot of different crowds from the, from the penthouse down to the outhouse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And everything in between. So, I mean, but great people, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to find, you know, you're not going to find better people than them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. So I want to go ahead and wrap it up and thank everybody for listening. You know, this has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. Again, the first installment of the China Shop. And uh, hopefully you guys liked it and want to hear more of it. I'm your host, Michael C. Signing off. Take it easy. <laughs>